R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this coverage of the Bengals at Eat Those Bengals. I am now on Spotify and iTunes, which is awesome. Very exciting. Uh, so go ahead and auto-follow, subscribe. That way you don't even have to download the episodes. It'll just do it, do it itself. So uh, I appreciate all the love. But actually, been getting back some good feedback from everybody. I appreciate it. Keep it coming. I'm open to open to critiques. So yeah, I love it. That said, Sports Ethos Network is growing fast, and we're always looking for people to host uh, their own team coverage. I've tried to get a couple of my buddies to do it. I think I might have one. So I'd love to just talk football with anybody. So come on in. Water is fine. Combine started this week. One of my favorite times of the, of the off season. Not too much going on until now, and I believe free agency starts in less than two weeks, so that's going to be real fun to talk about. Uh, today we're going to cover what the coaches said during their media pressers. Uh, some interesting things, something that made me very happy about our boy Jumpin' Joe. Uh, if I ever get really good at this and I can use sound bites, I'm definitely going to have him as the Dancing Queen track. Um, but anyways, we can we can hate on him in a little bit. Let's uh, let's start out by talking about T and the trade speculation, which uh, was shot down pretty quickly. Zach says that's complete nonsense. Uh, and Duke Tobin, the director of player personnel for the Bengals, says this is ridiculous. And uh, he's quoted in saying, I'm not in the business of making other teams better. They can find their own receivers. So that's pretty backing that they are doing all they can to keep him in Cincinnati. Uh, T's been a huge part of the offense, so totally understandable. Uh, next was uh, the, the quote about my boy Joe. Jumping Joe. Uh, Duke said on Mixon, he has been a vital part of the team, but he's not going to predict the offseason because he doesn't have the answers. And uh, so it's kind of nice because T was a definitive yes that they're going to try to get him done. And then to me, this is a definitive, I don't know, probably not, because I don't think Joe's going to want to restructure that contract. And they're not going to want to pay him that much. They need to cut him to save money. Something else Duke uh, mentioned was that the team is going to be more focused internally this offseason than externally, meaning uh, less free agency, and they're going to try to keep guys locked up. The past couple of years, the Bengals have been huge spenders in free agency, especially on defense with like DJ Reader, Cheeto, Awuzie. Um, Von Bell was a big signing for them a couple of years ago. And just, you know, a bunch of other role players. Trey Hendrickson, he's been huge on the off the edge for us. So it's nice to hear that because with Burrow, T, Logan Wilson, they all probably going to get extended. And then there's a lot of question marks with Hayden Hurst, Jermaine Pratt, both of the safeties, even stupid Eli Apple. I know he, he actually has stats that back him up pretty well, but just watching him gives me a headache. Anyways, uh, and then, you know, even DJ Reader, like I just mentioned, he's a candidate to be extended as well because he's been so huge as the anchor of that run defense. He's he's just a beast. Um, and we're actually going to talk about pairing him up with someone in the draft, hopefully, uh, later on. So, yeah, Bengals, 
want to keep up keep their core intact which is good to hear because back-to-back -back AFC championships something is clearly going right uh, let's talk about what Frank Pollock had to say he's the offensive line coach uh, says that Jackson Carmen could be in the mix for the right tackle spot kind of interesting he played decently at left tackle when Jonah went down he did play left tackle in Clemson so maybe switching over to right would be more of a tr an easier transition than it was from left tackle to left guard because uh, he did not look good at guard but like I've said before he's once he he's a lot better in open space as a tackle he, he doesn't like to maul inside he can get to the second level pretty fast so that could be good but could just be another second round bust looking at you Drew Sample uh, he did also mention that Hakeem Adeniji will be in the competition at right tackle he's looked okay out of Kansas uh, he was more of a prospect the first couple years and kind of like Deontay Smith but Adeniji has stepped up when needed to I, I feel I, I don't feel like he's ever had like a disastrous game that I can remember I think I've watched every Bengals game for the past, like, five years now. Uh, always tried to when I was younger, but wasn't always on TV. Uh, another thing Frank says, he doesn't think a starter is going to be at, a starting right tackle, I should say, excuse me, is going to be available at 28. And I kind of agree. At that point, it's either, like, you take a, a gamble on a size freak, like a, a specimen made in a lab like that, I know he didn't go first round, but last year, Daniel Falele from Minnesota, who was like 6'8", 350. I think he got picked up by the Ravens, but I don't even think he got too much playing time. Uh, but So it's either like, for especially offensive tackles, they go fast. So if you're like worth it, you're going to go top 15. And if someone slips to 28, then there's probably something going on there that shouldn't be happening. Although, last year, you know, Bengals did draft Cordell Volson in the fourth round, and he started every single game for them at left guard. So you never know what you're going to get. Something we didn't know we were going to get uh, was some terrible punting in the AFC Championship game that arguably did cost us the match. Uh, Drew Chrisman, sorry buddy. Uh, he's a Cincinnati kid, played at Ohio State, but Darren Simmons, special teams coach, he did say that the Bengals are eyeing a punter, whether it be free agency through the draft. Competition is probably better there. Um, you know, you can't have punts that can't get out of bounds or can't hang in the air. Sky Moore's punt return basically gave the Chiefs the game. Um, but it is what it is. I'm glad that at least they're aware of that they need to upgrade there because that's that's a heart that's heartbreaking now let's dig in deeper into what Lou had to say he he had quite a bit uh, he does like the linebacker depth chart despite maybe losing Jermaine Pratt uh, like I said Pratt has been quoted saying he wants to play three downs he wants to get paid that like that kind of player he's only been really a first and second down thumper for us although he does make a lot of plays in the this past he's really really improved the past couple of years and he's one of the guys where if someone's held up he is going right for that ball and like when he did the Travis Kelsey 
that's a he can make big plays in the moment. I think he also had that the game-winning interception against the Raiders in their wild card win uh, the previous year. Although doesn't sound like the Bengals are going to pay him. Uh, he does really like Akeem Davis Gaither. I like him a lot as well. Uh, Lou says he's chomping at the bit to get that playing time. He was a little undersized coming out of Appalachian State, but he was a one of those athletic producers. I think he did really well at the Combine. I think he probably had a high spark score. But he can play the pass real well. He's another athletic defender that could team up well with uh, Logan Wilson, who actually is pretty athletic despite, you know, not many people probably giving him that kind of credit. You know, that, that, I think it was the, the beginning of this year he had four interceptions the first couple games. Could have been last year. But he's always got, he's always around the ball. Uh, maybe Marcus May- Bailey also gets a job in that linebacker spot. He's a, He was a seventh-round pick out of Purdue. He was always always a game-changer there, but he had two surgeries, one on each knee. That's why he fell, but he's been able to stick around the past couple of years and actually does get playing time. So maybe he makes the leap. Uh, Lou also wants more pass rushers. Uh, despite not having a lot of sack totals, the Bengals did finish first in the league in uh, QBR against, meaning uh, they just affected the quarterback a lot. And he does not want to lose Jesse Bates and Von, ba- Von Bell at all. He loves what they do in the locker room. Uh, he notice, notes that they do a lot behind the scenes. And the leadership on the field and the communication is huge for the defense. I mean, Lou's a big scheme guy, and those guys probably do drive that. And then one other little interview piece, not, not really related to the Bengals, um, is XFL quarterback and former Bengal, A.J. McCarron. Uh, the Rock really liked this piece, and I thought it was pretty pretty cool because I can re- kind of relate how he turned down offers to stay in the NFL and be a backup, but he wanted to play in the XFL so he could play in front of his kids and so they could watch him you know, be a starter and you know, play the game that they love as well. And I just want to say, like, I love that because the reason why I love the Bengals is because of my dad. You know, I joke around a lot and say that I was brainwashed as a child uh, to like the Bengals. And it's not a lie. I was. But it was something that him and I could really connect with. And my fandom still lives on through him. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that I was able to stick it through. And look at the team that the Bengals have now. So... Thanks, Dad. All right, enough about the interviews. Uh, The Bengals did meet with three players on the first day of the Combine, all three of which are defensive guys. Two B-gap players, both pass rushers, which would be awesome to put next to DJ Reader. Um, Those two guys, one, Brian Brise from Clemson, who uh, all these little tidbits and stats I'm going to say are from PFF again. I feel like they're probably the most uh, trustworthy guys. Uh, He was 16th on their board. He's very explosive. You know, the Bengals do lack that inside pass rush. Uh, He might be a little bit of a project. I feel like he could probably grow into his body a little bit more, especially with like a year in the Bengals' weight room. And could be very good. Uh, they also say that he wasn't a very good product of Clemson's scheme, so he didn't really put up a lot of sack numbers, but he did 
affect the quarterback a lot, which goes in line with what the Bengals do. Uh, 60 total pressures in three years. That's that's pretty good, pretty good chops, I'd say. And he's 6'5", 300 pounds, so he's got the size. Uh, so yeah, that quickness could be huge. Uh, the other defensive tackle that the Bengals looked at is Gervon Dexter, who was a mammoth of a man. He's from Florida. He's around 6'6", 310 pounds. Uh, the PFF has him as their seventh defensive lineman, uh, 63rd on their big board. He's very, very fast twitchy for a big guy, surprisingly, yet forward at least. You know, he's good off the ball. The, the lateral quickness probably needs some work, but really all you're trying to do is maybe get a nice little bull rush or hit the hit in between the center and the or the guard and the tackle. Again, they're quick and just kind of disrupt it, let DJ kind of do his thing as well. Uh, here's some fun from numbers. Squat 655 and benches 425. That's that's a nice little little tidbit for a young guy. Played a lot of snaps in over three years in Florida, though. But he did show very good explosion, good first step. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna demand a lot of double teams. But he does play a little high. That's you know six six. It's tough to keep your pads down all the time. And he does lack major pass rushing moves. He kind of relies on his explosion and his size, which in the NFL he's not gonna be playing against small guards or centers or tackles at all. So. You know, he's probably a little bit of a project as well. But then another guy that they they met with is Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia, who's a little bit undersized. He's 6'3", 235. I think he did run the 4'4", under 4'4", today. Or the 40 under 4'4", excuse me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he was 2019's number one recruit out of high school. And he, Played with the Bulldogs, you know, back-to-back championships after Ohio State blew it. But, anyways, we're not. This is not an Ohio State pod. Uh, very athletic, like I said. Um, will they put him at linebacker? Or do they keep him stri- strictly at the edge? I mean, he, I'm sure he can cover well. Uh, he is coming off an injury, though. He suffered week nine against Florida, but he was able to run in the combine. So it looks like that not really going to be an issue uh, but although despite being a little undersized in 2021 he had a 90 grade against the run and in 2022 82 and those and in four seasons he's only missed four tackles and one of the Bengals bugaboos not necessarily this season but before they've always kind of been notorious for missed tackles and just haven't I mean shoot pairing him up with Logan Wilson that would be real fun because uh, the, the Bengals kind of do play more like a 4-2-5 defense, although maybe losing Bates and and Von Bell, they kind of go to more traditional 4-3. Uh, but that said, always having Mike Hilton on the field, he's kind of more of a, a, a blitz and cornerback too. But <clears throat> anyways, back to the, to the recruits. It's interesting that they met with these three guys because it shows that they are looking – they are looking to get better at rushing the passer, like Lou said. And that's exciting because on defense, I feel like they did lead. They, they give up a lot of long drives. And just one or two, you know, key sacks really make a big difference. Okay, something else I want to talk about today that uh, was released recently was the NFL Players Association report card. 
Uh, I feel like the Bengals kind of, I think it's going to surprise people. They finished 27th overall in the team guide. Um, the staff, the staff is well-liked. Uh, the players credited a lot to Zach Taylor as to why they're happy there. Um, you know, going in line with that is they, they love the strength staff and the weight room and also the training staff. However, they were not pleased with the fact that they feel that the, the, sh the, the tubs and the showers and I think the bathrooms in general are just too small. Uh, they don't get they don't get plugs or outlets, I should say, in their locker so they can charge their devices. I feel like that's kind of a nitpicky thing. I guess, it, you know, that said, you probably always want to have that available. I guess, you know, I'm connected to my phone so much, so I understand that. Uh, there's no family room for the mothers during the games. Uh, so they, there's, like, nowhere to go when it's cold or they have to go in the bathroom to, to nurse their kid or something like that could probably be a little better they can afford another room uh, players have to buy their own meals at the cafeteria the Bengals are one of three teams that don't supply free dinner uh, they're one of two teams that do not give out vitamins and they're only team that do not give out supplements to their players so that's that's a little frugal on their end uh Coming from Mike Brown, though, I'm not super surprised. But, man, I feel like teams should at least get a free meal each day. That's crazy. they got to pay for that. And then, kind of like what I just said about Mike Brown being frugal, the, the players actually feel like he won't spend to improve the, the, the team facilities. He, he was ranked 29th as, um, how, do I write, how do I say this, players backing him. Uh, only 44% of them think that he would, or that he will ante up and spend some money for the team. But man, I just for such a successful team the past couple of years, it's crazy that they they just kind of it's not taking advantage of the players, but they definitely could help them out a little bit more. I get it's a business, but for a team that's gone to back to back. AFC championships and have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. You feel like you got to start spending a little bit more, and you know that helps for free agency. Players are going to want to come to a team that's going to give them stuff. That's that's life in general. But that'll that's about it on the report card. I could get deeper into it, but uh, I won't. Ooh, a uh, fun little side note I forgot to mention was that the Bengals actually did meet with uh, four out of the five tight ends that I talked about on last show. Uh, they met with all except Luke Musgrave, which I kind of predicted that they wouldn't because he doesn't really fit their offense. He was more he was the vertical seam, throw it, throw it up, make let him make a play guy and a guy. That's not what this offense needs. Uh, but and Darnell Washington and Michael Mayer, both sound very excited about playing for the Bengals. Washington really liked the coaching staff. Mayer wants to play. He, he's a Cincinnati kid. It'd uh, be awesome if they could grab either of those guys, or both, and move to the to more 12 formations. That's you know, the, the, the 12, you know, more tight ends on the field. I 
think that helped his offensive line, especially with the running game and lack of offensive line depth. But that's going to do it today, guys. I Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate all the feedback I've been getting. Please continue to. You find me, Josh, at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4 on Twitter. You find the show at, at Ethos Bengals. Find me on iTunes and Spotify. It's kind of tricky. you got to... Sports Ethos is one word. Then you got a space and then Cincy. And sometimes it's Cincinnati, sometimes it's Bengals. I don't know. I've been making everyone do it, so it should pop up a little easier for everybody now. And like I said earlier, if you want to join Sports Ethos Network, let me know. I'm always looking for more people to help cover teams. I want to have I want to have discussions with other people, see what's going on in their minds. Who day? Have a good day.